Hello and welcome to the first episode of Commons Fashion. I'll kind of explain how the things are going to run here. Um, usually I'll kind of just go through an article. Um, you know, although I have had experience in the industry of fashion, I am no expert by any means. Um, so I think I can give some good insights, but I don't know. You should be taking my uh, stray advice on everything. Um, so I like to go through articles from uh, Business of Fashion. It's a very, uh, very credible and great source for just those in the fashion industries. Um, and it takes it from a business perspective. So I think that's very nice. That's kind of the perspective that I like to look at. Um, so just a quick introduction about me. I am actually 20 years old and uh, currently going to the Georgia Institute of Technology. Um, <laughs> even though I am in college, I will be graduating in two years, and I have also been running uh, multiple companies for a while. So four years ago, I co-founded a clothing brand with one of my friends, and two years ago, I believe, I started another company, and you know that one's hitting six figures right now. Clone Man still growing, still learning, uh, but I think you know that's just what I like to do, and 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 I like to keep it slow um, with growth because I'm still young, so I like to just learn, um, and that's part of what this podcast is about. Um, so I think there's a lot of great experience that I can pull out and insights that I can relate to, and this is what I should be doing to be honest. Like if I want to, I want to be going into, I want to go into the fashion industry, so. I mean, I should be doing this, so why not do it in the form of a podcast? So for today's episode, we're going to be talking about COVID-19 and its relation to um, the supply chain and what you know brands should be doing right now if they're continuing manufacturing during uh, this crisis. I mean, I won't go into details about um, the coronavirus pandemic because that's everything that that's something that everyone should know, and this isn't a podcast to explain that. COVID-19 has caused a lot of disruption in industries, but especially has caused a big disruption in the fashion industry. A lot of manufacturing um, comes from China, um, whether you knew that or not. Almost, <laughs> like almost everything comes from China. And so our current problem right now is that there's a, a large uh, dependence in the fashion industry on Chinese manufacturing, right? Which, you know, f the fashion industry isn't the only industry that's kind of reliant on it. I believe the tech industry is also pretty reliant on manufacturing from China. Um, even medical supplies and stuff like that, like masks, um, that's the reason why a lot of them are being, you know, manufactured right now in China because that's where, like, um, a lot of the raw materials and stuff um, gets processed and, and and sold from and stuff like that. Even for clothing, right? Uh, even if you're manufacturing from a different country um, for cut and sew and stuff like that, th those manufacturers will still get their raw materials uh, from China. You know, uh, me and me and my co-founder we're currently working with a great manufacturer, right? And you know, we've experienced firsthand that that's just how it works. Um, they source their uh, raw materials and stuff like that, you know, zippers, cloth, clo um, trims, stuff like that from China. And China sells stock for that. So that's just kind of how it works on that end. 
uh, from the article, right? A co- it, it, there's a quote here that says, according to several experts from China's fashion manufacturing, sourcing and supply chain management spheres who were interviewed by Business of Fashion, it said that approximately 60% of the world's fashion is still produced in China, if you take into consideration raw materials. So, like I was saying, a lot of it is made, um, a lot of it is sold, you know, from China, right? Now, I mean, this dependency on China, I mean, it's not it's not that bad, in my opinion, uh, for most cases, right? But once there's a pandemic and all of a sudden um, you need to source things from other places, that's when a very, like, centralized supply chain, which is just, like, um, your chain of manufacturers of companies that you source from right supply chain that's when that can really fail and show like um flaws in in the system right because once you need to source um products from a new country or new area then like you're you're pretty much screwed um especially especially at this time you're kind of screwed it's kind of too late to do that um if you're having a decentralized um, supply chain, right? You had, uh, yeah, you may have a source in China for a lot of the cloth and zippers and stuff like that. But if you also had another one in, I don't know, India or something like that, then that's a decentralized supply chain that helps a little bit more if you really need it. It's also kind of hard to get out of the dependent relationship we have with China because it's almost, it's almost unsustainable considering the cost of moving production elsewhere there's a lot like it's it's you just can't beat the price of china china the whole country is like structured for manufacturing to be the cheapest in manufacturing that's just how china is so it's like you're going to have you know a way thinner margins if you move that production elsewhere and that's kind of like the hit that you take for creating a more decentralized supply chain, especially in like the fashion industry. So what what can we do, right? What can we do, um, especially in this situation right now, if you're a brand that has that um, centralized supply chain, right? Well, here's a, here's a um, here's a quote that I pulled out from the article. Fashion brands that had moved more of their supply chain out of China to markets such as Bangladesh and Vietnam found supply there was disrupted in turn, right? So at this time right now, right, there's also disruption in Bang- Bangladesh and Vietnam. Because China was actually one of the first ones to get the virus and they have, I mean, they've been a little more communist about it, but they've actually been doing very well with dealing with the virus. They're they're kind of back in operations now, not fully, but they're kind of on the, you know, they're on the end of the of the infection curve, right? While Bangladesh and Vietnam are starting to go hard on lockdown, right? So even though like you may want to move that out now, the of the, your supply chain out of China, it's also a, like a double side because like actually China would be a good place right now. <laughs> Melanie DiSalvo, who's a founder of Virtue Plus Vice, was saying that supply chain diversification, <laughs> diversification is a long-term goal, 
But I don't recommend the brands I work with jump right into that because everyone else is closed and China is still going on. That's the reason some of my brands are surviving right now. That's not something to walk away from. So what Melanie is saying there is that it's kind of like what I was kind of iterating on just earlier, right? Even though at this time you may not want to be in China, China is actually one of the ones that are still going and still operating. They're kind of like on the Finnish side of the infection. And so that's why you want to kind of be there as of now because that that's just gonna have that's just how you're gonna survive, right? Um, although it would be a lot less riskier and it should it should be a long-term goal to diversify your supply chain, widen it, go to other countries, figure out other manufacturers to work with, right? Uh, so another person on on <laughs> I don't know how to say Ensign Zoe who's a uh, freelance consultant in sourcing and supply chain management for clients, including Macy's, JCPenney, and Tommy Hilfinger. Here's something that he said. He said, try some small orders and put the products on the market and see the reaction and make a quick decision on a reorder. That's his advice, right? He says, that means that they, referring to like brands right now, he says they need quicker speed in their supply chain management, right? So not only do you need to widen your supply chain management for the long term, um, you should also work on quickening the speed of your supply chain management if you're able to now, you know, but those are both long-term goals that you can do, right? That was a great article to just kind of go through and see a lot of not just um, information of what's going on right now, for the supply chain, but also what a lot of there's also a lot of advice given by those in the industry, right? You want to widen your uh, supply chain of manufacturers, and you also want to have a quicker speed, right? And those are like long-term goals if you aren't able to do it now and survive. But if you need to focus on surviving right now, then you should focus on working with China actually, although they may not be good in the long term. So that's going to be it for this episode today. Thank you for listening. I'm going to be making more episodes um, weekly, hopefully. Let's see that. Let's see if that works out. Um, but subscribe if you, if you want to get more. 